This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. Voluntary principle states that all human relations should happen by mutual consent or not at all. This podcast aims to promote respect for the voluntary principle in all walks of life and for all age groups. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Everything Voluntary. Do you wonder whether or not you should spank your children? Then read my third book, No Hitting, a short guide on why spanking is unnecessary. You may download the book for free at everythingvoluntary.com or purchase it in paperback at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, Before we start the episode, I want to invite you to join me as a featured guest. I'd love to chat and get to know you and give you this platform to bounce your ideas around. To schedule, go to the main website at everythingvoluntary.com. On the right-hand side, there's a link to schedule with me immediately. Click that link, select a day and time, answer the questions, and submit. That's all it takes. Thank you so much. Hello, welcome to the podcast. It's October 23rd. I want to give a happy birthday to my wonderful daughter, Rosie. It's her 11th. And this will probably be a short episode. I've just got a couple of two-cent posts that I wrote this month that I'm going to clear out of my queue. And then we'll do Wizards rules. We'll do the, the final, the 14th and final Wizards rule out of the Terry Goodkind Sort of Truth series. And it's actually something that I've actually talked about in the last episode, and I I do mention from time to time, especially during this uh, current pandemic slash case-demic that we're living through. All right, so this is uh, from October 9th. Like I, uh, October 9th, I didn't say that. Uh, October 9th also happened to be my uh, wedding anniversary. We got a lot going on in October. We've got Two kids' birthdays. We got our anniversary. I've got both of my in-laws and my my wife's sister uh, all have birthdays. <laughs> I think that's it. There may be more. I don't know. It's never ending. Plus Halloween. <laughs> uh, my my uh, five-year-old has um, kind of light brown hair, and it kind of matches the uh, the hair color of uh, the Supergirl on TV, the the new series on the CW who she loves. So we got her the Supergirl costume from Amazon. We originally went to the Halloween store and looked at what they had, and they were 45 bucks. And the quality, you know, it was thin. It wasn't, the cape was short. It just wasn't very good quality. So we bought something on Amazon for 25 bucks, and it's absolutely beautiful, very high quality. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, okay, I'm never buying anything at the Halloween store again. And I get it, the Halloween store, it's once a year. They got to get what they can, but I'm sorry, they've got competition. Anyway, she put it on yesterday. She got one. It was too tight. We we sent it back. We got a second one. It's a little big. We're going to have to use some safety pins in a few spots. But she put it on last night, and she was just beautiful. She was just amazing. She absolutely loved it. She was running around, you know, uh, flinging her cape up and standing there with her fists, you know, at her side, um, you know, like that superhero pose. And she, she, she was just loving it. And, and because it is a little bit bigger and it's really high quality, she's probably going to wear the shit out of this thing for the next two years. <laughs> We've always done that with Halloween costumes. We don't, we don't keep them 
away until Halloween. We let them wear them as much as they want all year long, right? That's just, that's what childhood's about. All right, anyway, back to this. It's called on social media. I can't for the life of me figure out why or how social media companies like Facebook and Twitter have any obligation to ensure that government elections remain pure or unadulterated. Where do governments get off complaining that social media platforms are being used to interfere in their elections? Do Ford Motor Company or Walmart or Bank of America or eBay have any such obligation? Or, I'm just going to add this at this point, Fox News or CNN? It sounds to me like government has a problem with election integrity, and they're trying to find someone else to blame. Surprise, surprise. Government failure is rarely the fault of government actors, or so we're supposed to believe. Totally ridiculous. All right, so the big hubbub over the last four years is that the Russians interfered in the 2016 elections, mostly through social media, and all they found was something like a quarter million dollars in ads, and then also some uh, some trickery by different groups and creating different events to put opposing groups near each other at the same time for, for events to try to start conflict. And this is supposed to be Facebook's problem. How? What I really, really dislike is that there's, there's this idea that if you are an American company serving Americans, that, you have, that you're supposed to have some sort of loyalty or obligation to the American federal government, right? This is, this is the confusion that we have about government in this country, in, in, in Western civilization. There's this, this mythos that we are the government. And if our elections are being interfered with, then that is some sort of an attack on us. And if you are an American company, then you are a part of us. And therefore, you have an obligation to ensure that our elections are not interfered with using your platform. And that's total and utter bullshit on every front. We are not the government in any sense of that phrase, right? When you're born, you have absolutely no say. And even once you turn 18 and you supposedly have a say in how things work, your say, your voice is worth statistically zero. Okay, it's meaningless to say that it's your government. You decide what it does, what it gets away with, how it operates. When you have virtually zero control over that. If somebody tells me you should go vote, I'll respond, can you guarantee that my vote will swing this election? Will my vote actually mean anything? Or will it just be one more teardrop in an ocean of votes? Because that's exactly what it is. You actually have no say. You actually have no say in how government operates, on what government is, on its scope, on how it operates. And it's because you do not control other people. You have a say in how the scope of what you do and how you operate, obviously to a degree. There are natural limits to that. But otherwise, all you can do, all you can do is scream really loudly and try to get the people who do have that power to listen. And then it's totally up to them what they're going to do about it. And they have their own incentives that guide their behavior. They have their own agendas. They have their own desired ends, as it were. And they may agree with you, or they may not, right? And where the rubber hits the road is in the enforcement officer that pulls up, puts his hand on his gun, or pulls his gun out, 
and says, we don't like what you're doing, you're going to stop, right? If that never happened, right, if that rubber never hit the road, as it were, then government would be nothing, right? Government would just be dogs barking at each other through a fence. That's it. Completely pointless, which is why it's so uh, goddamn confusing when you see bumper stickers. The one, you see some version of the Gadsden flag with the snake that says, don't tread on me. And then you see that black and white American flag with that blue line that goes through the middle. It's like, which is it, asshole? Who do you think does the treading? Okay, it's not the bureaucrats. It's not the prosecutors. It's not the judges. It's not the politicians. It's not the president. None of these people do the treading. It's the hired thugs, the henchmen, the cops and the soldiers. They're the ones that do the treading. Right. I agree with you. Don't tread on me. But if they're going to tread, it's going to come in the form of that thin blue line that you're also praising. Facebook and Twitter and Reddit, in my estimation, have zero obligation and should have zero loyalty to the U.S. federal government just by itself. The reason they should maybe be concerned about this, though, is because the U.S. federal government is a bully and they will threaten to break you apart for antitrust reasons, threaten to, I don't know, get rid of Section 230 so that they can hold you liable for shit that happens that's totally out of your control on your website and will completely destroy the internet, but they don't give a shit. They will, you know, take a little bit harder look at your tax situation, right? They, they can do whatever they want with you if they feel like you're not being a good American citizen, good, a good corporate citizen. And maybe... Maybe your users care a bit about it, and maybe if they don't feel like they can trust Facebook, they'll stop using it. So in some sense, you have you already have the obligation, obviously, to serve your users because they're your bread and butter. If you don't have users, you don't get customers, customers in the form of people who are actually giving you money, the advertisers. If you don't have eyeballs, if you don't have users, then you don't have advertisers. So you got to keep them happy, and if this is important to them, then it's got to be important to you. I get that. But other than the coercion by the state and the profit-maximizing interest in keeping your user base happy and your advertisers happy, your customers, they have no obligation to give a damn about U.S. election integrity. This is just the federal government has a big problem, and they're looking for scapegoats, like they always do. This is just standard operating procedure. It's never the government's fault, the government, government actors. It's always somebody else. But that's, that's, that's just the incentive structure that they operate within, right? They can't lose customers, but they can lose confidence and faith. And when that happens, things can get messy. Things can get violent, as we've seen, right? As we've seen over the summer with the protesting and the rioting. That's, that's what governments have to deal with when people lose faith in them. When people stop believing the mythos, <laughs> When people stop putting up, stop putting up with the bullshit, right? When when Facebook loses confidence, you just stop using Facebook, right? You don't need a riot at Facebook headquarters. You just turn it off. You just sign out. You go to something else. But we're not allowed to go to something else when it comes to government, right? Which is why it's so it's so um, hypocritical whenever you see governments go after private companies for quote antitrust violations. Right. Mark Cuban said it best recently. He tweeted, let me, let me pull it up. He said, this was on October 21st, two days ago. 
The duopoly I would shut down in a nanosecond, the Democratic and Republican parties. Together, they are the definition of anti-competitive collusion that has been successful in shutting out competition in a manner that is detrimental to the American people every minute of every day. Mark fucking Cuban said that. Owner of the Dallas Mavericks, host of Shark Tank, billionaire, I guess, serial entrepreneur, somewhat of a libertarian. So for these people to sit here and, and accuse Google or Reddit or Amazon of monopolistic practices when they currently hold the world's largest monopoly is disingenuous and it's dishonest. But what's new? That's what government is. So they've got a problem and they're going to blame everybody else, right? Because they don't want people rioting in the streets. It's ridiculous, like I said. All right, let's go on to the next one. I spent a bit of time on that. This might not be as short after all. This one's on uh, from October 16th on conversion therapy. Radicals on the left and the right want to push youth through their own versions of conversion therapy. The right want to force gay conversion on youth so as to fix their minds to match their bodies. The left want to force body conversion on youth so as to fix their bodies to match their minds. Neither seem interested in helping youth feel comfortable with the minds and bodies they were born with. Decades ago, gay conversion was a brain lobotomy. Today, body conversion ranges from hormone pills to cutting off body parts. What in the fuck is wrong with humanity? Both seem incredibly harmful to developing youth who just want to feel safe and normal. Guess what? There is no correct sexuality any more than there are correct characteristics for either gender. Sexuality and gender expression are beautifully broad and fluid, and that's 100% okay. What we should be doing is teaching youth that there's nothing wrong with them. Let's get them through puberty and into adulthood unscathed, and then they can make the important and complicated choices as a full-grown person. And I want to credit Donovan Cleckley uh, for some of this insight. Fantastic uh, podcast. I'll link to it um, on Voice of Reason. Great conversation between Benjamin Boyce and Donovan Cleckley um, on this entire issue. Now, you might, you might push back a bit when I said that youth just want to feel safe and normal. And it might be true that homosexuality is abnormal, but it really depends on what your ends are. Depends on what your ends are. If your end is human reproduction, then homosexuality is abnormal and it's not going to get you there. I don't think anybody denies this. But when your end is just being happy, feeling good, feeling comfortable in your own skin, having family and friends who love you, living a life or a meaningful life worth living, then if, if you are a homosexual, if this is where you're at, for whatever reason, genetic or learned environment, it doesn't matter, then being that way that you want to be, being the way you want to be to make you feel comfortable, that's the most normal thing in the world. There's nothing abnormal about it. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is, what your tendencies are, it doesn't matter. What's normal is feeling good about yourself and feeling good in life. Actually, that might be abnormal. <laughs> That might be abnormal. I might be wrong about that. Normal might be feeling pretty shitty all the time. <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, but it's interesting, right? Kids today are being pushed. If you feel a little bit weird in your body, oh, right. They're being told by adults in their lives, teachers and guidance counselors at school who are not involving parents in this, that they, you might be in, quote, in the wrong body. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? 
That is not possible. You can't be in the wrong body. You are your body. It doesn't make any sense to say you're in the wrong body. Okay, you might be in the wrong environment. Okay, that's absolutely true. We know that school is evolutionary mismatch. It's an, it's an anti-human environment, totally incompatible with who we are and how we learn. Okay, that's the first issue right there. There's, there's, your, uh, there's, there's your mismatch, um, right? And you're getting all of these pressures, peer pressure, teacher pressure, social justice pressures, right? This message that if, you don't, if you're not 100% feminine, then rather than just accepting that you're not feminine and that you're like masculine things and that's okay, you're being pushed by other people to believe that there's something wrong with you and that you need to go through some sort of conversion therapy, right? Before it was, you're a boy who likes boys. There's something wrong with you. We need to put you through conversion therapy. Now it's, you're a girl who likes boy things. Well, there's something wrong with you. We need to put you through conversion therapy. And in both cases, it, it amounts to manipulation and abuse, in my opinion. And it's all got to stop. Gay conversion's got to stop. Body conversion has got to stop. For anybody that's not, let me put it this way. I believe that individuals at every age can make a significant amount of choices for themselves. But that doesn't mean that the adults must help them with it. The adults who know better or should know better must be a natural stopgap to a lot of these types of choices, right? And this is just one of them. Whether it's 13 wanting to have sex with a 23-year-old, you know, you can interfere with that to a degree, right? Persuade, influence your child that what they want to do is probably not very good for them and be there for them. Be that support that they need. Tell them that what they are feeling is normal, right? We go through changes. Our bodies change when we go through puberty. It's supposed to, right? Your body is changing from a child body to an adult body. And for some, it's painful. For everyone, it's awkward. It can be confusing. You can feel weird sometimes. And then when you've got all these outside messages trying to get you to define things in different ways, right? Telling you how you're supposed to feel and what how you feel actually means, in their opinion, it's manipulation. We've got to be that rock. We've got to be the people that they feel really good coming to. And it's it 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 happens by the relationship we build for them, one that's built on mutual respect and mutual trust, not one that's built on punishment and rewards and conditional love and conflict and strife and all that bullshit. They will run to their friends and listen to their friends because they're not the ones who are hurting them. So so stop doing that to your kids and start building something great with them. And this won't be an issue. They 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 will have you in their corner. All right, that's that's enough of that. And I'll link to that podcast and you can listen to it. It's fantastic. All right, Wizard's 14th Rule. This is from the Warheart novel, which I personally have not read yet. It says, in this world, everyone must die. None of us has any choice in that. Our choice is how we wish to live. Didn't I just say this? I just said this exact same thing in the last episode, right? It's memento mori. This is stoicism. Right in this fictional world, Stoics don't exist. The wizards exist, and a lot of these wizards' rules have been uh, very Stoic, very Stoic compatible. I've realized, and this one is memento mori. In this world, everyone must die. None of us has any choice in that. Our choice is how we wish to live. Something will kill us. We will die in some way at some point. All we can do is choose how we're going to live, how we're going to manage the risks of living. <laughs> what we're going to do, 
how we're going to mitigate, what we're going to tolerate. And this coronavirus is just one more risk of a thousand risks. It's just one more risk. Understand it and adapt to it. But don't don't allow it. This is just my advice. I'm not shooting on you. Don't allow it to decide your destiny. Don't allow it to to decide your fate. That's still up to you. Right? Be the master of that. Be the master of your destiny, the master of your fate. Don't allow coronavirus to interrupt that. Okay? Have respect for it. Understand what it is, what it can do to you, but also understand what you can do to it. Right? You can defeat it. You can. If you have diseases right now, comorbidities, a lot of those, obesity, heart disease, diabetes, a lot of these things you can do something about. You can eat better. You can lose weight. Okay, you don't have a thyroid problem. You have a, I put too much shit food in my mouth problem. Look, I get it that for a lot of people that makes life worth living. There's some delicious shit out there. And just be honest, right? Say, look, I don't really have a lot else going for me right now, but I love the shit I put in my mouth. So this this is where I'm finding meaning in my life. That's fine. Just be honest about it. I'm not going to judge that. That's whatever you want. Whatever, wherever you want to find meaning, be the master of your destiny. And if that's in food, if that's in shoving shit in your mouth, then do what you can about that. Enjoy the shit out of that and do what you can. Do what you can to avoid coronavirus if you want to keep doing that thing. Or think about an alternative. Maybe if I only shove half the shit I like in my mouth, I can lose some weight and not be so worried about coronavirus. And then I can live longer because I don't have this, this novel disease chasing me. I can live longer and enjoy more. Right, you got to figure that out. Everybody's got to figure that out, and it's not easy. It's hard work, and I'm not really a self-help guru to tell you what you you specifically may need to hear to get your body moving. I'm not that guy, but you you still have quite a bit of control over this. You shouldn't forget that. But at some point, your control will end, and life, in this case, will happen. And like Tony Stark said, part of the journey is the end, and the end comes for all of us. All right, that's going to do it. I'll leave you on that uh, <laughs> on that uh, hope-inspiring note. <laughs> all right, please remember, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, don't ask permission. Thanks for listening, and have a better day. Please send your comments and questions to everythingvoluntary at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast and everythingvoluntary.com by setting up an automatic monthly donation at patreon.com forward slash EBC. One-time donations are also accepted at paypal.me forward slash everythingvoluntary. Will you do us a big favor? Will you rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening from? That really helps. And one more thing, please share the podcast with your friends. We really appreciate it.